Today on episode number 499A of the School of Podcasting's morning announcements, we've got a last five and five. We've got some pretty interesting podcast rewinds, and we're talking about monetizing your podcast, if that's what you want to do. One of the coolest strategies is with a membership site. I know I've been doing it for 10 years and we've got one of the masters of membership sites, Ravi from Digital Access Pass. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, we talk about all things podcasting. I help you massage your message. I help you tackle the technology. I help you face your fears and flatten that learning curve and get you on the road to pain-free podcasting. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up, except, oh, what? Stop the music. That's right. When you're listening to this now on February 1st, hold on, I got it. That's a little stuck. Hold on. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, the school of podcasting is closed for renovations. So uh, if you go over and sign up for the newsletter, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter, you can sign up. And uh, you'll be notified when it comes back open. But I'm doing some renovations. And um, it's one of those things that, well, I got feedback like this from Christopher McCarthy. Check this out. Hi, Dave. I've become absolutely addicted to your membership site, schoolofpodcasting.com. It is absolutely amazing. And I thank you for all the time, effort, and hard work you put into it to make it by far the best podcasting tutorial site out there. Not even close. Wow, that's pretty cool to hear, huh? So, Dave, why are you renovating something that's making people go, dude, I'm so addicted? Because uh, I'm a teacher at my heart, and I always think it can be better. And we're going to go through it. I've actually gone through the planning your podcast course, found one little thing that I wanted to change. And we're just going to, I'm just putting the icing on the cake. And when we open it back up, the price is going to be a little different. And uh, so stay tuned to that. I'll be talking about that. How long is it going to be closed? As long as it needs to be and not a moment more. And again, if you want to be one of the early people back in the pool, then by all means, sign up for the newsletter. Now, if you're a current member of the School of Podcasting, you are grandfathered in. That's why I've been telling you guys for a month. If you want in under the old pricing. Yeah. And if you're going to email me, go, can I get under it? No, no. No. And by that, I, I mean, I'm sorry. No, I've, I, yeah. So sometimes you just gotta be, yeah. So no, uh, but so I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm excited about a couple of things that I'll be doing with it and new features. I'll be adding things of that nature, enhancing the stuff that's really working. So that's, what's going on with that. And, um, what's up with four nine nine a Dave, don't you want to put out episode number 500? I would love to. I have episode 500 in my head. The bad news is between now, when you're listening to this, and next week, I'm going out of town for the better part of four days. By the time I really added up of there's travel day there, travel day home, and then I'm spending two days in uh, North Carolina. If you're in North Carolina, uh, go over to schoolpodcasting.com slash contact. I will be there the first week of February. And uh, if you're in the neighborhood, uh, maybe we can uh, chill out. But um, 
I'm not going to be able to do what I wanted to do. I'm not going to be in my studio. And so this is 499A. I am recording 499B the minute I get done with this one because I'm not going to have any time to work on a show. And so I don't want the the show I'm putting out next. Does this make any sense to anybody? Do you need a scorecard? The uh, Yeah. So next week will not be 500 because it's going to be kind of a canned not, it's still interesting, trust me on this, but uh, it's not the 500 episode. So this is 499A, next week 499B, 2.0, whatever you want to call it. And then we'll have the big 500, oh, wait a minute, we need the 500 celebration will be uh, the week after that. So that's what's headed on with uh, episode 500. And again, don't forget, it's, man, I need some WD-40 for this. It just, yeah, that door is definitely closed. So, but uh, check your watch. In case you missed it, it's time for a podcast rewind. All right, first one I want to play here. I played this on uh, Ask the Podcast Coach. Dee Snyder is the lead singer of Twisted Sister, and he's an author, and he's a guy that's been in radio for years. And for years, my friend Todd Cochran has been saying, Hey, look, uh, if you want to keep the door open, since we're talking about closing doors, if you want to keep the door open to all sponsors, uh, keep your show clean. And people are like, ah, Todd's just an old fuddy-duddy. And uh, waiting for people to, you know, he's, he's like me. He's going to run out at you until you get off his lawn. But here is a clip from D Snyder's uh, Snyder comments. This is on podcast one. And uh, here's what D has found out. Oh, by the way, I'm trying not to curse because... Podcasts are taking over the world, and it's great. It's a new frontier, but it's not so new anymore, and they're very popular. But advertisers who want to advertise on podcasts won't if they have profanity. Now, let's say some advertisers, not all, because obviously people like Joe Rogan and other ones were just saying... There are some people that won't, though, so keep that in mind. And because we're talking monetization today, and we're also, you're going to find out how membership sites are not a whole lot different than having a podcast. So this is my, th these are clamors, by the way, that uh, I've, I've clamored over the week. And this one is from the Podcaster Studio, my buddy Ray Ortega. And uh, this is a bit of a rant, but we're going to be talking about value today a little bit. And uh, here's a clip from the Podcaster Studio. Find it at podcasterstudio.com. Guess what? You're going to get a new subscriber if your content is good. Get into the content. It's not your intro that's going to get them. Not a new listener is not subscribing because of the first 30 seconds where you described your show. That's not happening. You need to prove to that listener that your stuff doesn't suck. And guess <laughs> what? Then they'll subscribe. So get to the stuff that doesn't suck. Get there quicker. Awesome. Okay, so this next one, I have two clips from She Podcast. You listen to She Podcast, don't you? Jess and Elsie. I'm sorry, it's Elsie and Jess. I got to get the billing right. But they were talking about new and noteworthy. Oh, I did it just a little bit. Threw up in my mouth. Um, and I've been telling you for a while that, look, I love Apple. I'm, I, I like iTunes. But the days, I remember the days when I had a client of mine she was getting like 30, 40 downloads. She got into new and noteworthy with one episode, I might add, by the way, went right to the top of her charts because she told her blog, she told her email address, and she told everybody she knew to go subscribe to her podcast. She shot right to the top of the charts and she had like 1,100 downloads the next week. It was awesome. 
that was a long time ago. And so here is a clip from, I got two clips from She Podcast, episode number 81. Again, find this over at She Podcasts with an S uh, with Elsie and Jess. Check this out. And, and iTunes deliberately put our thanks podcasting on the front page of New and Noteworthy. Okay, I'm going to pause it. We're not talking the top of the category. We're talking the very, very top of New and Noteworthy. You go to New and Noteworthy, there it is. Thanks podcasting. This is a show from uh, Libsyn. And listen to the results of being on the front page of New and Noteworthy. They did it. They handpicked us and stuck us in there mm. for two weeks. Did and it help? was, I don't know, a hundred downloads out of the two weeks that we got. See, I'm not making this stuff up. Here's another so one. So if you do a proper launch, leveraging your own audience outside of iTunes, you will 100% hit new and noteworthy. And it doesn't even matter. I got it. I'm going to stop her. So again, not that we want to sneeze at 20 people or 30 people that you get from, uh, it's just so many people think it's 10,000 downloads. So many people think it's a thousand downloads and correct me if I'm wrong. I would love to hear if you're like, no, Dave, I went into new and noteworthy and I went up by 400 downloads per episode. I would love to hear from you. I just haven't heard that in a very long time. I tell you the most amount of downloads you're going to get with new and noteworthy is probably around 200 a day if you're lucky if you're lucky yeah. so that's utilizing your audience so again just some things i always like to say again it's promote your show utilize that that itunes utilize those first eight weeks you know because that's when you're new you can be noteworthy anytime it's a little harder to be noteworthy but you can do that but also don't spend five dollars to pick up a dollar is what I'm saying. If you're like, oh, I'm going to put all my eggs in this basket, that basket seems to have a hole in it. And I think it's because they're uh, on the new media show. Check that one out. Speaking of Todd Cochran and Rob Greenlee, they mentioned uh, Todd is the guy behind Blueberry and Raw Voice. Uh, Rob is the guy behind Spreaker. And Todd let out this little nugget where he said, somewhere between 1,200 and 1,500 podcasts, new ones, are coming out per week. So when I say everybody's getting into the podcast realm, everybody's getting into the podcast realm. But I also think now that as the audience for podcasting has grown every single year, by the way, it's not growing as fast as the number of people making podcasts. So I don't think new and noteworthy carries the, um, what's, what is the word I'm thinking of here? It, it doesn't have the same impact that it did in the past because there's so much noise coming out. So keep that in mind. That's so this is me just saying, this is why I say the things I say. I read everything I can on podcasting. I listen to everything I can on podcasting. I love podcasting. That is my passion. And I'm not here to say, I don't want to talk about podcasting anymore because I love podcasting. So keep that in mind. And, um, it's some interesting things, food for thought, as they say. But uh, now one of my favorite segments. And now it's time for a last five and five. What were the last five podcasts you listened to? Hey, Dave, this is Gene Grasso from the Walking Dead Audio Comic Podcast. Hey, Gene. You can find the show at WDAudioComic.com. I'm a huge fan of your show and wanted to give you my last five and five. So the first show is called The Super Live Adventure. These are three guys uh, from Staten Island where I live. 
and they do a comedy show where they talk about movies, TV, comics, science fiction, toys. And uh, the language is a bit blue, but the show is hysterical, and they're really great guys. The show is just fantastic. Uh, the second one is called Writing Excuses. If you're a writer, this is a great podcast to listen to. I'm a writer. Uh, they do a 10 to 15 minute show and they give you help with your writing, cr uh, crafting a story and stuff like that. The third one is one that you probably know pretty well. It's called The Podcast is Roundtable. One of my favorites, uh, you, Ray Ortega, Daniel J. Lewis. You guys put on a great show. Um, it's always entertaining. The topics are very uh, helpful and um, I, I just love it. Thank you. The fourth one is called The Walking Deadcast with Karen and Jason. Uh these are two friends of mine also. I met Jason at a Walking Dead um, convention, and uh, they put on a great show. Um, if you're a huge, if you're a Walking Dead fan like I am, the TV show, they, uh, they do, after every show, they go back and they analyze it and talk about it. And finally is your show, Ask the Podcast Coach. I can't get enough of this show. Um, one day I got to get in there and uh, do a live show. <laughs> I always catch it after it's over. But anyway... Uh, it's a great show. It's very helpful. And I've learned a lot from just listening to you. Again, Gene Grasso from WDAudioComic.com. Thanks. Thank you, Gene. Check him out again. WD for Walking Dead AudioComic.com. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at PowerOfPodcasting.com. Changing the world one download at a time. Hey, last week... We talked about unleashing your inner hero, and we played a bunch of Because of My Podcast stories and talked about this. If you have one of those, if you can answer that question, Because of My Podcast, blank, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact and uh, either email it to me, upload it, whatever you want to do, throw it into a speak pipe. Gene used the speak pipe uh, tool there on the website. And that was all kind of, to a certain extent, the fact that there are other ways to monetize your podcast and ways that you benefit from your podcast besides uh, money. Well, this week we're doing the direct opposite. We're talking about making money with your podcast. And we've said, you know, if you don't make money with your podcast, we said this last week, it's okay. You don't have to. Here's the one thing I want to say right up front. You don't make money with your podcast. You're like, what? No, you don't make money with your podcast typically you make money with the relationship you build with your podcast. And I pretty much stick by that because without that relationship, nobody's going to buy your podcast. If you don't deliver value, then if there's no value in your podcast, why would I connect the dot that there's value in your product? So this is why if you want to make money with your podcast, it takes time. It just does because it takes time to develop a relationship. I've been asking people sometimes, I'm like, uh, who's your best friend? And they'll go, like in my case, it would be Scott Knapp. Okay, well, how long has he been your best friend? Or how long did it take you to be best friends? And it was like a couple of years before we, I think we have, um, I think we did a pinky swear, something like that. And we, we, were, we were hitched at that point, but mainly because he lived on my street. But, um, you know, it took time. And so it takes time to build an audience, just like it takes time to build a relationship with anybody uh, because they want to like you and they want to trust you. Now, there are some things you can do to speed up this process, but by speed up, I do not mean microwave. Number one, above all, create content that is valuable, right? Makes them laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, entertain. Somehow it has to positively impact them. Um, 
if you can come across in a way that builds confidence. This is a new way I'm, I'm wording this because I was going to say professional, but you can not have a professional intro and still come across as someone that the way you deliver yourself, it builds confidence. So that's the way I'm, I'm wording that. Come across in a way that builds confidence so that you don't go, mm, I don't know about that guy. Deliver it on a regular basis so people can depend on you. Like Craig right now is listening with his wife on the way to work. Hi, Craig. And uh, so I know a lot of people have told me because I come out on every Monday. And because I know people like Craig are listening on Monday, that's why I'm doing this whole 499A, 499B thing. Because I want to have content next week and I'm just flat out not going to have enough time to put out a show. But I do today, so there will be a 499B tomorrow. And then if you can, let them know you. Now, what I mean by this is, is not tell them what you had for breakfast. If you can work in stories about your life that demonstrate the point you're talking about, that is either going to make them laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain. But if I just say, my beard is itching right now. Okay, you know I have a beard. You know I'm not used to it. And technically, I think that's going to go away in about a week here. But those are things you can do to speed up not microwave, speed up the process. So here are the strategies for making money with your podcast. Number one, the easiest, the best one, the most lucrative one is to sell your own product. So this can be a book, it can be a course, it can be consulting, right? All those kind of things, whatever you want to do. Um, you can also, well, see, I could say swag under that, meaning t-shirts and mugs and hats. Yeah, but the problem with those, in many cases, if you're using something like Cafe Press or any of the other ones out there, you're making almost nothing per shirt. But that would be your own product. But really, it's Cafe Press's product. So that's what I mean by that. Um, and swag, from what I have seen, T-shirts and stuff, don't usually go over gangbusters. Uh, because if you're only buying one at a time, they're, they're kind of expensive. Number two, you can refer other products to other products through what are called affiliate links. So this is where um, you want to pick a product that matches your audience. That's the key to that. If you can pick one that you actually use and can talk openly and honestly about it, again, that'll speed up that process. And so if you don't have a product, this is where people talk about Amazon and Audible. And I'll have links to these out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 499A. So uh, the other one, donations, right? You can put a PayPal button on your site and that's cool. That's how we did it back in the day. We'd put the PayPal thing on the site and people would go, what's that? And uh, now Patreon is kind of the cool way. It's the way the kids are doing it these days. And the cool thing about Patreon is the fact it's kind of like a private Facebook group. And so you can put, you know, extra bonus content. You can also reward people. You know, if you, you know, give me $2, I'll, I'll thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you give me $5, I will thank you from the bottom of my feet. That kind of thing. Now, be careful with the rewards because you can say, well, if we get to, you know, $46 a month, we'll do a show every day. Well, remember what got you those people was the content of the show, the valuable content. Now you got to do it every day. And guess what? Oops, there's only 24 hours in a day. So make sure you don't spread yourself too thin on that. The fourth way is sponsorship. Now, when you get over 5,000 downloads per episode, you can start thinking 
maybe possibly about getting a quote. Could you put your fingers up unless you're driving, you know, like a big sponsor, something like Squarespace or GoDaddy or LegalZoom or Stamps.com or all the other 8 million people that we've heard. But as of, you know, since let's say 92% of us uh, don't get 5,000 downloads per episode and we're like um, nowhere near that. Uh, we're kind of out of luck when it comes to sponsorship with a quote, and again, air quotes, big sponsor. But you can find smaller businesses that may be looking for more of a branding play. If you haven't checked out my interview with Glenn the Geek, who I'll be uh, hanging out with in February at uh, podfest.us, I'll be speaking there. Looking forward to that. But uh, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Glenn1, because I say Glenn because it's G-L-E-N-N. Because that's the way he rolls. Uh, so Glenn and the number one, you can hear my interview with Glenn. And uh, he's making a living with sponsors because he found sponsors that fit his audience. He gets them involved. He's got all sorts of great strategies. But most of his sponsors are interested in just keeping their brand in front of his target audience. Now, if you want to sell books and such, there are some really cool uh, shopping cart plugins that allow you to sell digital downloads. And I've got links to those out at again, schoolpodcasting.com slash 499. Say it with me. Hey, Gumroad is a handy one. Sells, S-E-L-Z.com is a, a great shopping cart, kind of. Um, a little expensive at times. But today we're going to be talking about membership sites. So this is, if you want to sell your own product, you can do this as a membership site in many ways. In fact, Digital Access Pass, we're going to be talking about, you heard about a lot about that because my interview is with Ravi from Digital Access Pass, and it has a shopping cart built into it. It has an affiliate program built into it. It allows you to email right out of it. You can create coupons. It generates reports. Now, is it the cheapest platform on the planet? No, but the money you spend, um, you know, let's go this route. The money you save buying four different plugins to do all that stuff is wasted in the time you spend trying to get all those things to work together. So today um, we're going to interview Ravi and we're going to talk about basically a membership sites, but we're also going to talk. I'm going to interject a lot in this. I'm going to do the Dave Jackson thing and interrupt myself here because notice how membership sites are a lot like podcasts. You can't just put up a membership site and, you know, Money from heaven will fall. It just doesn't work that way. And in the same way, just putting up a podcast and listing in iTunes is not going to make you famous. So um, here we go. Well, joining me today, we are using uh, Zencaster. We have our fingers crossed. And uh, I'm going to tell a little story uh, about a man named Jed, a, a poor mountaineer that, that barely kept his family fed. I've heard that one already uh, about Ravi here. 2005, I'm launching the School of Podcasting and I'm trying to figure out, because everybody at the time, which is hilarious, this is back in 2005, everybody's saying, hey, the, the new big hot thing is membership sites. And so I'm looking around, I, I had bought a couple of programs that didn't really like any of them. And I come across uh, some post somewhere and they said, oh, check out Digital Access Pass. So I do and I go over and I see the weirdest thing I've ever seen on a website. And that is the developer says, we offer really great customer support. If you don't believe me, here's my cell phone. <laughs> and I was like, no, that can't, that really can't be that guy's cell phone. So I called it and on the other end, here comes Ravi. He's like, hey, I was like, 
this is really your, he's, yeah, really. And I was like, wow. And that, at that point, sold, but I don't think you do that anymore. You're, you're maybe, that was a long time ago, but uh, Ravi is here. He's now got a book called Subscribing, Making, Marketing, and Monetizing Online Digital Content with Membership Sites, Online Courses, and Subscriptions. So uh, Ravi from Digital Access Pass, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. Huge fan, longtime listener, first-time caller, <laughs> like they say on radio. <laughs> and, uh, you know, back in the day. <laughs> so uh, I used to do that thing at the phone, but actually we still do. Uh-huh. Um, we still do. It, it now goes to Vina. She's her phone rings when, when somebody calls. So our, her fo- cell phone is still on the website. That's crazy. Well, I, I do the same thing and I, I occasionally I will forget anytime I ever forget to turn it off. That's the time when I get the call at like three in the morning from somebody in Germany that doesn't realize <laughs> that, you know, I'm on a different time zone or whatever like that. And uh, recently you've jumped into the podcast pool yourself. You have uh, over at pod, uh, subscribeme.fm. You've actually launched a, a podcast. Any insights, 16 episodes in that any things you're like, wow, I didn't expect this or... Uh, no, actually, uh, you uh, were the biggest, um, you know, conspirator, so to speak, <laughs> to help me get in. I, I was listening to, I was consuming your uh, content like crazy at, at the time, a couple of months before when I, even I decided to start podcasting. I was going crazy. All, all I listened to all your old shows. Okay, I'm going to interject here. People always say, if you ever wonder, Dave... Why do you say if somebody finds your show and they like it, they'll go back and download your past episodes? Yeah, because Ravi found my show, liked it, and went back and downloaded my past episodes. Just saying. Right, you know, I went back maybe a couple of years and downloaded everything. Kind of, by the time I got to it, based on you you and um, Daniel J. Lewis and some couple of others, uh, it was amazing that how much information you provided and... I knew what to expect and what was not going to work. Like, for example, you uh, you suggested Libsyn. I, I signed up uh, using your coupon code. And um, and then I knew what to expect from new and noteworthy. And I still laugh every time I say that. I say, oh, I threw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all the Dave Jacksonisms, it's like etched in my memory. So I, I kind of knew what to expect and what not to expect. And, and after that, I'm still amazed at, you know, the, the stuff that people focus on so wrongly, instead of building an audience, they focus on all kinds of different things, new and noteworthy. What's the, what's the ranking? Like you said, new and noteworthy got me like 20 downloads. Yeah. Woohoo. Okay. So I'm going to inject here. There was a video I saw. There's a really good guitar player named Joe Satriani. Uh, he's plays with Sammy Hagar, plays with a whole bunch of people. And he went to meet a fan and this fan is, I don't know how old, but the guy's got this crappy, cheap starter guitar and a little practice amp. And so the guy puts on this like karaoke track of Joe's music that normally he would play over. And Joe played this kid's guitar and it sounded phenomenal. My point here is it's not the tech, right? It wasn't the guitar that makes Joe sound like Joe. It's Joe that makes sound like Joe. So just keep that in mind. If you buy a high LPR 40 with the PR2 and the shock mount and the pop filter, you just put out $600. It's not going to get you 
any more downloads unless your audio was really, really crappy. Yeah. Yeah, there you uh, go. Excellent. Exactly. And I, I wasn't even trying to validate what you were saying. I, I just accepted it. As, right. As, it's amazing. And then I found out so many different things that you need to do, like build, build your list. Don't ask for subscribers or don't ask for reviews and ratings. Nobody cares, really. Um, well, I'm going to interject here. Go ahead and ask for them. Shoot for more reviews, maybe, than ratings or reviews. But just realize it's not the be-all, end-all. Ultimately, you need to build your list. And once you build your list, you can tell them anything you want, whether you want reviews or ratings or go buy my book or go listen to this episode. List is the key. So, And, I, and that I agree with because here's the other thing. I have no control over the information in iTunes and things like that. I have complete control over my email list. I learned quite a few things. Yeah. Well, you've been doing this a while. I was, uh, cause I read your, I'm, I'm halfway through the, the second chapter at this point. And I was amazed at your background. I mean, here you've been on the web since 1997. That's actually like, that's almost hard to fathom, like back that far. I mean, that is so before Google and before. Everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you were the first Indian to sell a physical product on the web in 1998. So right. that's amazing. So you have DAP and I, I call it that. We better explain that. That's digital access pass. And uh, I got to tell you, if you want a membership site, this is the one you want to go with. Because when I got digital access pass, now I will tell you when you go over there, it's a little more expensive than some of the other ones. This is not your $20 plugin, but the hassle of trying to try an affiliate program into the plugin that you bought for 20 bucks is a hassle and it may or may not work. And then you've got an email list that doesn't, you know, and then you've got this and you got DAP is all in one. It's a beautiful product. So the biggest thing that people don't realize when they start a membership site is they think, oh, I just need content protection. I need to protect down, uh, my downloads and I need to make sure people don't steal my stuff. That whole right. Yeah. 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 I need to access, you know, get paid. Yeah. Right. But as you start getting into it, you say, oh, well, I need to be able to send them emails and uh, broadcast emails and autoresponder emails. I want to send them broadcast uh, welcome email. And then I want to protect it behind the login form. And I want the forgot password. And I want to do them uh, yeah. do upsells. And I want to be able to do downsells. And um, later on, I want to do, I want to remind them about uh, renewing. I want automated renewing, renewals. I want one time. So it's like endless, endless, endless features. And that's how we have tiered app over time. Well, and the one thing that you guys do, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're the only one I know, you can provide a secure RSS feed? Yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's a little tricky though, RSS feed, but for, for podcasting, it's a little tricky. Yeah. Because, because the feed, well, the feed itself is, is protected. If you use it as, a, if you use the audio file as an enclosure, then, you know, the, the file has to be protected. And when right. you protect the file, problem inherent in PHP is that if you protect a media file through PHP, then if you download a 50 MB file, the whole thing is being run through PHP and then on shared host, the, the server goes crazy and runs out of memory if, if thousand people access it at the same time. So yeah, it, we do do RSS feeds, but uh, it's not recommended for like a paid podcasting thing. Yeah. I just know you're the only person that's ever been able to crack that code. Cause I I've tried other free plugins that say they can do it. They couldn't do it either. And, and then it's when I saw, when I actually played with it, I was like, Hey, this is actually working. I was like, Oh, there you go. Of course it's working. It's Ravi and team. Well, what inspired you to, uh, to write the book? 
I was actually trying to go deeper into the membership site space and I wanted a way to attract new customers, new audiences. And instead of, so far, our biggest strategy has been our affiliate program. We, we, um, you know, we've gotten most of our traffic through affiliate links and articles and people recommending us like good good folks like you. I remember the, the first time you wrote an article and said, go buy this. And that was a beautiful thing. We were so proud of that. And uh, in your school of podcasting emails too, I used to see that for a long time, used to have the footer that said, get DAP, yep. powered by DAP. So that that's the kind of traffic we have built. And so I wanted to get to the next level and see if we can open up, open up to a bigger audience and reach more people. And the best way to do that is by establishing authorities is by doing a podcast and going deep, right? Um, mm-hmm. That's what I recommend all my to my clients is go deep before you go wide. So instead of going into right now, you know, after being in the space for so many years, I could pretty much go into any space and, and hit the ground running, but that's not my goal. My goal is to enjoy what I do best, which is digital content and te- teaching and training and uh, creating the software and uh, all the stuff. So that's what uh, I wanted to do. To to obviously, I don't take credit, all credit for DAP. It's my wife is there too. Veena Prashant was the other co-founder and co-developer. DAP users know Veena and I as as the experts, but others don't. So I wanted to. And and every time I listen to podcasts, I was a huge radio talk show junkie. You know, growing up, I, I was all always gravitated towards talk show rather than music. So every time I listen to, and back in the day, uh, back in the day, <laughs> um, <laughs> we used to get very few channels in India, right? The TV came mm-hmm. much later. We had CNN, and, and I used to watch, uh, at some point, I used to watch Larry King and, and other interviews, and I was just fascinated by the talk show model, uh, in, interviews and guests, and, and just the fact that when, you're, when you have this platform and you're listening to it, it it's like, you become, you develop such an intimate relationship with the listener. Like just the way, you know, I've grown to become such a huge fan of Dave Jackson because I just so much, so much of the time I have you talking, in, you know, in my ears. Right. And you feel like you know the person so much. You you follow them. You end up becoming a fan, and you know, no like trust thing. So I wanted to build that, and so I I started up started writing the book, and then I felt. You know what? Some of these things I could probably convey better in audio format. So I said, let me start my podcast. So my book started fueling my podcast. And as I started talking about certain things, I said, I could probably elaborate more on this in written format. So that fueled my book. And so they're kind of feeding off of each other. That's awesome. Yeah. The, the book feeds the podcast, the podcast feeds the book. And both of those, of course, feed your software. So that's a great exactly. strategy. What are the common mistakes that people make with a uh, with a membership site? Oh, I could keep going, <laughs> especially because I, I do I do a lot of the calls mm-hmm. um, too. Uh, we and I both do um, the setup calls, and I'm usually talking a lot to these customers and helping set up. So some of the common mistakes are this starts from the pre-sales onwards. I'm 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 stating this. Mm-hmm. So people thinking technology is the cure. Mm. 
like it's the be all end all. And and I say that in spite of being the co-founder of DAP, you know, it's not I'm not belittling the DAP or the technology. It's absolutely critical and that you use something like DAP, no question about that. But DAP is not going to make you money. Right, a membership plugin is not going to make you money by itself. It's not like install the software, and now it starts doing going kaching kaching. Right, you have to. <laughs> so I, we get emails from people saying, "I have been researching membership plugins for two years or eight months and months and months, and why are you researching so much?" Right, you could have gotten something going in that time. Even if you had like a bare bones WordPress site and protected the content with with a password, yeah, simple WordPress password, you could have started making, you know, you would have made a lot of progress by now. And then once you come over to DAP, we can help you migrate the whole stuff. And now you can you can be fancy and and get all the features. So thinking that technology alone will will make you rich, uh, or the tools you use will 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 help you fix everything is, is, uh, one of the mistakes. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've got a great, I guess, paywall as opposed to a firewall with, with DAP and it protects everything. Uh, that's the thing I've always loved about it. And you can get really specific on what is and what is not protected. But on the other hand, if you don't have anything of value behind that wall, uh, nobody's going to pay for it. <laughs> so, exactly. These little minor obstacles. Ex- absolutely. And, so second one is not focusing on marketing. Mm. Well, before we get to number two, so number one, with a membership site, whatever you have behind the curtain, if you want people to buy it, you have to deliver value. Number two, he mentions here, marketing, just like a podcast. Right. Marketing is still one of one of the, if not the hardest piece, uh, trickiest piece of the puzzle. Because getting people to pay, people who already done it will say, yeah, that's easy. Actually, it's, it's not easy if, you're, if you've never done it before. It's not easy to get people to open up their wallets and give you money if you don't know how to position what you're doing to be valuable enough. You, if you're not able to convey the value of what you're doing it's very hard to get people to part with their money. Well, and it's like anything else. If, you know, the whole, like you said, if you build it, they will come. It's like, no, that's not really the way it works. You exactly. Got, you got to go tell them. Uh-huh. You know, you talk about this on your show all the time. You, just because you, you started a podcast, people are not beating down to your to your iTunes URL, right? You still have to, and, and with podcasts also, it's the same thing. That's one of the things I saw people go crazy about is I'm going to appear as a guest on 50 different shows. Well, if you're not going on shows that are relevant, right? Right. Just because you want to, you can get, be a guest on a lot of shows because there's like 5,000 new podcasts starting every day. So plus the thing is every time people listen to a URL, they're not they're not going crazy and calling all their friends, hey friends, and saying, hey, I, I heard this new podcast, it's amazing. You gotta go listen to Ravi's podcast. They're not doing that, right? The the medium is not viral enough at this point. I know you talk about clamor and and stuff like that, but it's you know I'm sure the next couple of years we'll have more tools that'll make it viral, like like Facebook. But right now it's not there. 
Not yet, but it's, it's, you do have those, if you can get the right audience, that's the whole key. And that's the part it's not, you know, it doesn't happen. You've got to go tell those people, you got to go find your audience. And when you see them, it's great. Cause you can say, Hey, I think you're going to like this podcast. Cause they will just like you did. You go and you download the back catalog, but that's not everybody. You got to get it to the right people. And that's something that just doesn't happen by accident. You got to find out where those mm-hmm. people are and go make friends with them. Because if you just walk into a room of of your target audience. I've done this. I mean, I have literally, I've been banned from forums because back in like 2005, 2006, I found a, it was like a bunch of ex DJ people. And I was like, Oh, these are, these are broadcasters. You guys need to start a party. And I walked in, I was like, Hey, I'm Dave from the school of podcasting. Like who is this spamming idiot band? It was like, so you you got to make friends with these people first. Absolutely. And show value. Right. And and show that. And there's, there's, there's an art to entering a new forum and establishing yourself as an expert without without being you know too promotional and at the same time you can't just that happens a lot on facebook because you end up trying to add value and you're spending so much time going through all these threads and stuff if you're not careful you can just spend a lot of time spinning your wheels and thinking that oh i am promoting my business i'm building networks and i'm i'm building relationships and yeah, it's you gotta be very careful with that. How how you spend your life. you're killing time is what you're doing. Social currency. Sure, busy does not equal productive. Absolutely. <laughs> also. Any other um, common mistakes, sir? I guess focusing on too much on having like a perfect funnel from day one. Mm. You know, what um, was that famous uh, thing from Zig Ziglar? You know, if you wait for for the all the lights to turn green. Before you leave the house, you're never going to get out of, out of your driveway or something. Uh, Zig Ziglar uh, has the thing, uh, the water pump guy. He's always, uh, I love Zig Ziglar. I've never heard that one. If you wait for all the lights to turn green, he's almost a Dave Ramsey kind of guy. He's from Alabama. So trying to nail everything from day one, the perfect theme, the perfect look and feel, a most amazing um, sign up form and integration with the best this one and newsletter service and having somebody design your graphics for your newsletter, you know, look and feel and upsells, creating all the upsell products from day one. You don't have to have all of that from day one. And I'm going to jump in here because this is one of the things I was like, man, this is a good point. And I see a lot of podcasters do this. Well, I, I can't release yet because I've got to, you know, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And, um, you know, there are some things you want to get right. You want to get your album artwork right, but you can, you could make your own. It, it all depends on, again, the main reason why you're doing a podcast, but realize there are times when you can have tools. Like, let's say you start off with MailChimp and you're like, no, no, no. I want to do lead pages. Well, lead pages is expensive. It just is. And MailChimp is free. And you could always start off with MailChimp and then later export that list and import it into said Cadillac of mail programs that you want to. So don't get hung up. There are things that you want and there are things that you need. You know, if you're want again, remember, we're talking about making money with your podcast. If you're wanting to make money with your podcast, then you kind of need an email list and you can use a free program like MailChimp. You know, that's what you need is a email program. You want, you know, the Cadillac, you want the super jumbo deluxe mailing kit with the phone number thing and the William. So don't 
let your podcast sit on the back burner forever because you're waiting for all the lights to turn green. Right. Uh, you could, but you're just going to delay your launch. People, people delay their launches by two months, three months, six months, all the time. Imagine how much ground you know, you're lost just by not launching. And uh, in, in, when you're a techie and you're in the, in, when you learn about development and stuff, you, you learn a lot of strategies to, to speed up things, right? Which normal people will not go through. But when you're, when you're development, you learn all this uh, agile and uh, ways to speed up things and how not to, to, we call it the waterfall method where you, you, you don't try to develop a whole software and only at the end you're showing it to somebody. You need to, you know, uh, uh, iterate faster, uh, revisit faster, show it, get feedback faster and all those things. So if you don't launch it to anybody and you're not getting feedback, it's very hard to improve. And then six months, one year later, you would launch something and nobody wants it. Right. Yeah, you can't improve what you haven't launched. I always tell people that. It's like, throw it on the wall, see what happens, get some feedback. Feedback does not equal failure, by the way. If, if somebody says, yeah, this isn't really my cup of tea, well, that's good that you've you've found something that you can now improve. So, And I want to jump in here. If you're wondering, what the heck was that ding? That was Zencaster letting me know for like the 400th time. There are other ones I could cut out that I had forgotten to press record. So if you're listening to this in earbuds and going, this this audio doesn't sound as good as normally Dave's stuff. Yeah, that's why, because I'm using the backup copy that I had going. So many people, they, they get something, oh, they didn't like it, and they, they just want to quit. I'm like, no, they, that's perfect. They gave you feedback. and you, Exactly. You know, you, you move on in a different direction. Well, I'm sure somebody's going to ask me, if you can share any insights on this, how big an audience do you have to have to where it makes sense to start a membership site? Is there any kind of theory on that or any kind of formula? Or like if somebody's thinking about starting a membership site, any insights uh, into that? Yeah, if you can get like, I would say if you can get like 50 people, right, responding to your messages on social, that would be a good indication that if you're getting 30, 40, 50 likes, you could start there at the very basic. Now, I also say that on the other side, likes not equal to, uh, you know, profits. Yeah, likes are free. (laughs) Right, exactly. But the crazy thing is if you're getting likes, it means that you are resonating in some way because there's like billion posts on Facebook. Not everybody's getting likes and, and comments because there's so much noise. And if you're able to cut through that noise just a little bit, I mean, I mean, when these likes are coming all from your childhood friends and family and extended family, that's not good. And right? <laughs> if you're talking about uh, creating, you know, um, having a group and getting people involved, start a Facebook group. And if you can get, 20 to 50 people and if you can you can start with 50 people right and you can seed your membership site from there and when you use something like dap you get an affiliate module built in so from day one each member is an affiliate and you can you can send them somebody an affiliate link in the welcome email and say thank you for signing up here's your link go start promoting and before your next payment comes in you could have referred three members and now your membership site membership is free uh, so if you're offering, so if I say it's a third commissions on 33%. So I don't think there's a minimum. Yeah, 50, 50 to 100, I would say, if you can get people responding to your content. And if people are responding to your posts, 
your questions. The best way to gauge interest is there's three or four locations I would go to to get, gauge feedback on on your content, which is one is join a few Facebook groups, mm-hmm. um, and and you'll soon you'll find out which ones are spammy and, and leave those and get just keep minimal the the really good ones and start uh, engaging people there and see if people respond. And I've seen people, a lot of people post stuff in a lot of forums. Nobody responds. They don't get likes. They don't get responses. So that just shows that, you know, just, just, just because you you get likes or responses doesn't mean you'll, you'll become successful, but it just means that at least you're close, you know, and the next one, I would say go on LinkedIn, LinkedIn forums are great. The groups, Mm -hmm. And then Reddit um, for some of the niches. Reddit is really good, um, R-E-D-D-I-T. Uh, they, they have a lot of subreddits, they call, um, from technology to funny to GIFs to all kinds of stuff. And you can go in there and you'll get a lot of frank feedback there. People will just kill you if you do something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> so be careful what you post there. Uh, you'll get absolutely crushed if, if you try to be cute or try to promote something pretending like you're trying to add value. Do you know, is there a um, kind of a um, time period that people should kind of plan on? Like, so, you know, I know with podcasts, it's like I'm on episode number four and I'm not on, you know, I'm not on uh, Jimmy Fallon yet. So what's the problem? Is there a time period that they should kind of, you know, work the system? And cause I don't think it's, I, I, most people are not going to be an overnight sensation. Right. No, I, I think, it's it's for for a person who has never sold anything before i'm thinking it'll take even to just become marketing savvy mm-hmm. to just figure out the words and the terminology and and be savvy enough to know how to write copy right unless you're you've already been successful in business elsewhere right if let's say you're in the corporate world you you already made some money you're just coming online you probably know how to put a team together. You'll probably say, okay, let me hire this guy for copy. Let me hire this guy for this one. I'll just hire, hire the DAP guys to set up my membership site. I'll just hire another designer to set up my team. If you can do a, you can put an all-star team together. It doesn't have to be all-star, but if you can put a team together, then things will be a lot faster. But most people are not going to do that, right? They're going to be, I'm going to figure this out, especially if you have a day job. And if you're, if you're going to do this nights and week, weekends, like I did for many years, you're going to try to figure it all out. In, in that case, it, there's a learning curve, not because of the technology alone. It's just the concepts and just, you, you can't teach, you can't make a newbie, no matter how much information you dump on them, you can't turn a newbie into an expert overnight. Right. So they have to put in the work and I'm thinking six months to a year to figure out the whole thing. You, you may, it may not take six months to launch, but I'm saying to get traction. Yeah. Right. It, it it would be the equivalent of I don't know fifty episodes or um in a in a podcast where you're really getting traction and you're starting to see big big numbers. And that could be. And I'm gonna um interrupt myself here. So yeah, this is one of those things because think about it. When you're trying to sell something, I love the book Writing Riches by Ray. Um, oh man, I'm drawing a blank on his name. I can see him. You know Ray. It's the Ray Ray something show. Ray Edwards. There we go. Thank you. All those people screaming at their dashboard. Edwards. It's Edwards. Yeah. Writing Riches by Ray Edwards. Uh, Ray has a new book coming out on copywriting, but you know, you have to learn that kind of marketing out. It's one thing to create the content. It's another one. That's why there's a marketing department. You have the 
research and development people, and then there's a marketing department. Well, guess what? You're all of those wrapped into one sometimes, and that takes a little time again. So I just, my goal here is not to poo-poo your idea. I'm trying to help everyone have realistic expectations so you know to pace yourself and you don't burn yourself out. Let's go back to me. Very well, based on what we we're talking about earlier, where now you've got a couple of people signing up and now you actually have your target person in front of you who can give you feedback and then you can learn, you know, what their true pains are and what they're looking for. And that'll then help your, your copywriting and things like that. But uh, I know in your book, you go over, like so many different membership models from, from one-time products to recurring subscriptions and the magazine model and the coaching portal. And it's really, if you're thinking of starting a membership site, I, I, I was kind of leafing through it and I'm really excited to read it, especially it's kind of weird because I mean, I've had a membership site for 10 years and I'm like going, Oh wow. I, should, I never thought of it that way. So uh, if this is something you're thinking about, definitely check out the book again. It's called, um, yeah, easy for me to say. Subscribe, Subscribe me. me. Making, marketing, and monetizing online digital content with membership sites, online courses, and subscriptions. And uh, you can find it at uh, subscribemebook.com. Or if you want to give Dave a, a chunk of change, just go over to uh, schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe me, and that'll take you over to uh, Amazon. I guess it's, it's Subscribe Me Book. They can get it for free if they refer five friends, right? Only till the end of this month, yes. Ah, so you have to hurry. There, There's another thing. That's another great marketing tip. The old... Uh, scarcity that'll get people uh signing up so but uh ravi i i appreciate everything you've done again if if you if you ask dave i'm thinking of starting membership site i'm gonna i'm gonna point you towards digital access pass it's uh it's an amazing amazing product and mainly because of, of you and your wife and you guys have done it right from from the minute i've known you and about any time i've ever it's funny you guys always come up with features that i hadn't realized i wanted yet <laughs> like, hey, it integrates with Stripe. And I'm like, what's Stripe? And I looked at it, I'm like, hey, this is cool. I'm glad it integrates. So really cool stuff. And if you're interested in that, schoolofpodcasting.com slash get dap. So uh, Ravi, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Hey, thanks, Dave. Thanks for the opportunity to come on your show. Um, I've, like I said, I've been a huge fan and I'm really, really honored to be on our show and uh, to, to call you one of my friends. Uh, really appreciate that. And again, I should point out, if you want to check out his podcast, that's at subscribeme.fm. And if somebody wants to get in contact with you, what's the best place to go? Uh, that's the website, subscribeme.fm, and uh, contact us. There you Link go. there on the page. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Super nice guy. And yeah, if you wanted that, refer five people. That's right. Yeah, that's close, too. I'm going to squeeze as much as I can out of that sound effect. Want to say uh, thank you to a couple people here. Well, first of all, thanks to Ravi. And then thanks to um, user. Oh, here we go. Main from uh, M-A-N-E uh, for reviewing. Oh, here we go. It's, I see who that is. Um, is this Aaron? No, it's Main. It says Dave is a person of integrity who thinks with his listeners best interest in mind in episode 495. Oh, this is from Aaron Jenks. Dave interviewed me because he wanted to hear my side of the story instead of jumping to conclusions as countless amounts of other podcasters did. He allowed me to tell my story, my side of the story uh, to my business model. And in the end, he agreed with what I was doing. Um, Jeff Hallish from the U S said, I just discovered the school of podcast after hearing Dave interviewed on a couple of other podcasts. There's that thing. We're going to be talking about that in 499 B. How are people finding your podcast? That's what's next week's topic is. Uh, Jeff says, let me tell you, Dave is honest. 
on point and hilarious at the same time. I've been podcasting for almost two years and I was looking for more information to better my craft. Uh, thank you, Dave, for the real life experience you bring to the table with over 10 years, 10 years of podcasting. I'm looking forward to many more episodes. And last but not least, Jezeb from Australia. Good day, mate. Right. Uh, says, thanks, Dave. Keep up the good work for uh, what you do and for staying the course. Appreciate the tip on Zencaster. And again, my biggest, my biggest tip on Zencaster, don't forget to press record. Yeah. And I, I said last week, I think it's because when I've looked at, back at times, if I've ever done that, it's because I'm interviewing people I already know. And you just jump into the conversation. You're not sweating bullets. Um, and so uh, going to have to listen to your podcast review show now too. Thank you. That sounds interesting. Neat pro neat promo on that. Um, glad you made it. Cheers from Jeremy at Jezweb, J E Z web, uh, from Australia. So thank you so much for that. If you'd like to review the show or subscribe or rate it or all of the above, go to school slash iTunes. And next week, Episode number 499B, we will be talking about a survey I did that asked people, how do you find podcasts? What makes you unsubscribe from a podcast? So we'll be talking about that next week as I continue to do renovations to the School of Podcasting. Want to give a last couple shout outs again. Thanks to uh, Elsie and Jess over at ShePodcast.com for the clip. Uh, I want to thank Ray Ortega from PodcasterStudio.com. And uh, I want to thank you you for listening and uh if you want to be you know like christopher hi dave and i've become absolutely addicted to your membership site schoolofpodcasting.com go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter and get on that list and you'll be the first to know when the lights go back on so thank you so much for tuning in and uh until next week, class is dismissed. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the School of Podcasting's Morning Announcements. Take care and God bless. Then they'll subscribe. So get to the stuff that doesn't suck. Get there quicker. Awesome. Oh, by the way, and, oh, here's that curse. thing. Now here's. Guess what? Oh, we're just, it's it's mayhem. We're mayhem here. Okay. So this next one, I have two clips from She Podcast. You listen to She Podcast, don't you, Jess and Elsa? Okay.